Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I appreciate you taking some time for us, and I am going to do just that quick shout-out for my compliance department and remind everybody that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice, but instead as our opinion on what's going on in the market and the economy. If you'd like to discuss your personal portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call. So let's go ahead and dive in and talk a little bit about last week and what's coming up. There is a game that folks who do messaging, so to speak, play. Those are the folks that are in politics or in finance or any sort of public communications field. When they're trying to spin things, it's it's pretty simple. You change the narrative. When you don't want to be talking about one thing anymore, you start talking about something else. And anytime anybody brings up the first thing that you don't want to talk about, you just ignore it and talk about the new thing, no matter what anybody says. And it was interesting because we started to see that game play out in the markets last week a little bit. The April CPI data dropped on Wednesday, and suddenly everyone and their cousin was talking about a new phrase, super core inflation. Now, you will probably recall me talking on this podcast many times about the difference between CPI inflation, that's everything, and core CPI inflation, that's everything minus food and energy. Those numbers came out on Wednesday, and they hit almost exactly as expected. They were pretty good. Core grew at 0.4% month over month and dropped from 56 to 5.5% year over year, which was in line with economists' expectations. All items CPI also came in at 0.4% month over month and dropped to 4.9% year over year, which was a touch better than expectations. None of this was bad news, but the messaging train for super core inflation started flowing right away. So what is Supercore? So Supercore is core CPI minus housing. Simply put, it's mostly a gauge of services inflation. That number rose just 0.1% in April, which is the lowest number we've seen on that in a very, very long time. Now, all of that is good news. The CPI data was good news. The core CPI data was good news. The Supercore was really good news. And it's a sign that markets are fully digging into this idea that we've been talking about here on this podcast for months. And that's that housing price inflation, or at least the way it's measured, is a real joke. Once we see that number turn south to housing price inflation, inflation is is going to fall in a hurry. The fact that other core inflation items, the super core, aren't contributing substantively to inflation right now is just another great sign for the future. And the result in the market is that they largely believe the Fed is going to pause the rate hikes at the next meeting, which is four weeks from now. The current odds of a pause are 84.5%. That's pretty good. But in the end, none of this is really rocket science. The airwaves are full of these messengers who make these conversations sound complicated and difficult and arcane. They want us to believe it takes a PhD to understand where the world is going. But in the end, I really would argue a little common sense matters. You know, it turns out we've all known the path for inflation for a long time. In fact, we did a podcast on this back in September. I think it was like September 19th. We were talking about where's the peak. And at that time, inflation was peaking. And we looked at what various month-over-month changes in inflation would mean for total inflation over time as things moved forward. 
And things back then seemed scary. That was that was a time, man. Inflation was up over 8%. Everybody was freaking out. But at the time, we noted that it's important to remember that we're entering a period where we're going to be measuring inflation over a higher base. We're measuring against high inflation. The year-over-year number, you know, we had higher inflation in September of 2021. So by the time we got to September of 2022, we're now measuring high inflation against high inflation instead of high inflation against low inflation. That's what we call the base case. And at the time, we included a chart. And I, I would really encourage you, I know I do this too much, but I would encourage you to go look at our memo because I put this chart in here. And the chart looked at what various month-over-month reads in inflation would mean as time went forward. What would it do to overall inflation? And it looked at, if we do 0.2 or 0.3 or 0.4% inflation, inflation is going to fall over time. Well, how is that lined up? How has it looked compared to where we actually are today. And it's interesting because where we came in at 4.9% inflation this last month, according to that chart, that puts us on pace to be somewhere between 2.21 and 3.34% inflation by the time we get to the middle of the summer. That's pretty good news. And the housing data hasn't even started to hit yet. That, more than anything, is why we expect the Fed to pause, why we expect the Fed to start lowering rates later this year, And it's why the market showed surprisingly good stability this week, despite what we'll call the other stuff happening in the world. Well, what is the other stuff? Because as much as people like me, and I think people like you, would love it if the markets were simply about the numbers, it just ain't that easy. In fact, it's never been that easy. This isn't new news. Expectations matter. Public policy matters. International affairs matter. All of this stuff gets mixed into a pot, which will eventually determine market returns. It's not just about, is a company making money or not, right? There are much bigger things at play that determine how a market or how an individual position performs. Oftentimes, those things matter more than the earnings reports or the inflation numbers. Which brings me to the two big issues that I think are going to move markets in the short term. Number one is Ukraine, and number two is the debt ceiling. Now, we can't do anything to control them, but we darn well better understand them. So on Ukraine, I think we're entering an interesting and probably dangerous time. The spring offensive, now the Ukrainians don't want to admit it, they keep kind of hemming and hawing, but it sure looks like the spring offensive by the Ukrainian army is on. It's happening. And it's a good thing. If you believe in freedom, It's a pretty good thing, but it does bring into question just how our good old friend Vlad and his cronies are going to react. We're already seeing dissension between his armies and the PMCs, the folks like the Wagner Group and Prigozhin, who heads up that group. We're seeing strikes deep into Ukraine. Well, what happens if Putin is cornered? Is he going to make that very dangerous decision, which may cause the world to fall deeper into this conflict? It's hard to say. But we better be aware and we better be nimble in portfolios to react if something like that happens. And then there's the whole looming disaster of the debt ceiling. Now, little was done last week. They were supposed to have a meeting on Friday. Both sides agreed to postpone the meeting. They both made it very clear it wasn't some breaking point. Nothing bad happened, but they decided to take a break and meet this week instead. Now, McCarthy and his crew, they're sounding pretty resolute. They're walking up to the edge of that cliff. They don't seem too afraid of falling over it. Biden and his group, they're starting to talk about things like the president's power under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. 
Now, the 14th Amendment says that we'll always pay our debts. Makes sense, but if the president starts to do things outside of the law to make sure that we abide by the Constitution, we're going to have a much bigger battle, a constitutional battle. So much like Ukraine, I think this is a hope for the best and prepare for the worst situation. The last time we walked up to this line, July of 2011, the stock market was off nearly 18% over the next month, 17.27, I think, percent. But here's the good news, and this is important, because I know we're always, there's so much drama, right? And I guess that's what provides content for a weekly podcast, but there's always so much drama going on. But here's the thing. If Washington does what it's supposed to do, if they come to a resolution on the debt ceiling, and the thing, by the way, they've done 102 times in a row. If they do that, we're setting ourselves up for what could be a great summer. Falling inflation, stable or falling interest rates, and limited drama from Washington, all of a sudden now things can be about the numbers again. It can be about how the market is performing and how the economy is performing. We're going to have a dramatic couple of weeks here but it might just be setting up a great few months. So strap in. Let's see what happens. We'll certainly be here to talk about it. I'll wrap it up there this week. As always, if you have any questions, give us a call, 515-273-1333, or visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through RTA Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment firm.